What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce, and this is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody is doing pretty good. I, myself, am doing well. Thank you very much for asking. Today, we're going to jump right into it. Um, the big part of our episode is the continuation of our watch party, and this week's movie is The Incredible Hulk. Also, um, in just maybe a very f- few minutes here, I'll be going to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and um, Into the Spider-Verse is enjoying a 98% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, it sat at 100% for quite a while. Many views. And then one person who just decided that they were trying to to be uh, special. And they ruined it by giving it a less less than rating. So I will be checking it out myself tonight. And um, on my 1 to 5 scale, I'll let everybody know how I feel come Tuesday. So yep, Tuesday we're looking at... A little into the spider-verse talk um, while we're on Rotten Tomatoes I just wanted to point out that Aquaman is currently sitting at 74% and Bumblebee is currently sitting at 97% and I, I think that falls kind of in line with what I saw in Bumblebee a very very good movie and um, 97% by, by contrast. The movie that, that surprised everyone uh, was Venom. And it is currently sitting, it, it had a 28% uh, Rotten Tomato score. So that tells us a couple of things. It tells us one thing, uh, audience audiences react differently than critics. So that's one thing. So uh, Venom didn't enjoy a, a good stay on the Rotten Tomatoes uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes rankings in the rankings, but um, the audiences loved it. Aquaman and Bumblebee are sitting very high, along with Mary Poppins Returns. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there too. All of them are certified fresh right now, and um, well, they're not certified fresh right now. They're just fresh. They're not certified fresh. Let me change that. So right now they're fresh on the tomato meter. And uh, this is basically, the movies have not been widely released yet here in the States. So we know that this is critics. And sometimes critics and audiences have a way of seeing things differently. Bumblebee I can vouch for. Um, I'll be checking out Aquaman this weekend and Into the Spider-Verse tonight. And I will let you know exactly uh, what the deal is with those movies in my opinion again my opinion is just like that of the critics it, it it's really important to me but it might not be the same for you okay so now that I've said that um, thank you thank you thank you for your ratings and reviews uh, we are incrementally moving up in the rating and review world and I have you to thank for that and uh, I will never get tired of saying thanks for helping the podcast grow. Speaking of growth, um, 
Patreon support. If, if you guys would like to assist uh, with Patreon support, you can head over to patreon.com slash after the snap and join one of the tiers for uh, donating. The donating tiers start as low as $1 a month and the highest tier that I have is $20 a month and um, no pressure you guys if you, if you want to do that you can if you'd like to give us a one-time donation at paypal you can go paypal.me slash after the snap um, ways to contact us I am currently available on uh, Facebook at after the snap you can join the snap survivors group on on Facebook as well on Twitter at snap after Instagram after the snap 2018 and good old email is at uh, after the snap at gmail.com and of course I welcome any feedback on the show any ideas for future episodes and any uh, just any comments or anything that you have to offer the show so like I said at the top of the show uh, today we dive into Incredible Hulk and uh, uh, I guess I, I guess I can say that's probably my least favorite uh, MCU entry to date and um, I watched it again today and it doesn't change the fact that uh, it is my least favorite but because I watched it with a uh, I guess a different mindset which is I'm not trying to say this is a bad movie what I mean to say most of the time when I call it a bad movie is that I didn't uh, particularly find it to be in the same vein as the other MCU movies and um, therefore to me it was a bad entry but it's not a bad movie in fact it is a decent movie it just is not a decent MCU movie if that's making sense so let's just jump right in um, Incredible Hulk earned a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and 61% on Metacritic and I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes uh, website what is the tomato meter so just to give you a little context um, when at least 60% of reviews for a movie or a TV show are positive, a red tomato is displayed to indicate its fresh status. And we know The Incredible Hulk received a 67%, so it does have a fresh status. When less than 60% of the reviews for a movie or TV show are positive, a green splat is displayed to indicate its rotten status. And that's a movie like venom that had 28 percent so it has the green splat sitting next to it but the bank doesn't say green splat it, it the bank account says wow you know it's very certified fresh in the bank account certified certified fresh means that it showed that this movie or tv show has a steady tomato meter score of 75 percent or higher at least five reviews from top critics the films must be in wide release, must have a minimum of 80 reviews, 
films in limited release must have a minimum of 40 reviews and then it's only individual seasons of a TV show and each must have a minimum of 20 reviews so after it sat at this uh, this state of having 70 uh, 75% good uh, ratings and uh, it has all the necessary requirements they still wait a little while just to make sure it can never drop below this certified fresh and then they they give the, the show or movie the designation so all that because I, I got a feeling we're going to see some certified fresh coming up here real soon but it was not the Incredible Hulk Incredible Hulk received that 67% and then a 61% on Metacritic it was released in the USA on June 13th, 2008, which made it Father's Day weekend. So, Incredible Hulk, a good action movie coming out around Father's Day weekend. What do we expect it to do financially? Well, on a budget of $150 million, it grossed $263.4 million at the worldwide box office. Now, you just think about that. Uh... It, it did not double its budget, first of all. It did make over the budget, the amount that they uh, spent to make it, but it did not it even double its budget. And that's because uh, of a couple of things, I think. First of all, if you remember in 2003, the movie Hulk came out, and that was directed by uh, Ang Lee. Now, this movie, The Incredible Hulk, was directed by uh, Louis Leterrier. Louis Leterrier. I don't know if that's right. I tried. <laughs> okay, so it was produced by Louis. We're going to just call him Louis. Um, so, Louis's budget was $150 million and the box office grossed uh, $263.4 million, and that occurred in 2008. Ang Lee's 2003 Hulk had a $120 million budget and at the box office it made $245.4 million. Technically, it was a more profitable movie and uh, arguably The Incredible Hulk was a better, uh, a, a better version of the Hulk. Ang Lee's version I remember going to see it and uh, it, it was more cartoonish and I think that in today's put this movie with a little bit of, of the enhancements that we have now in 2018 put this movie and that concept and that uh, the, the vision of the director in today and I think it would have done a whole lot better put the Incredible Hulk with the 10-year advancement on CGI and all of that, with the same concept and that same vision, and put it today, and I believe it would have done it would do worse. And I don't think it would hold up in today's MCU. But we'll get into that. Um, Edward Norton plays Bruce Banner or the Hulk. And um, when someone says Edward Norton, besides uh. Besides the honeymooners, 
the first thought, the next thought that comes to me is uh, 1999's Fight Club. And then I think about uh, 1996's Primal Fear. So those two movies demonstrate Norton's ability to play uh, characters with a high level of duality. His resume alone makes him a good choice for Banner. You, you can see that those two movies alone say that he should be able to play the dual role of uh, Banner and Hulk. And, uh, and he did. He did, a, uh, I think, a, a great job um, portraying Banner. Um, he assisted in rewriting the Incredible Hulk script although he is uncredited for it. So, um, that's one of his requirements for a lot of the movies that he stars in, is that he needs to come in and rewrite the dialogue. And um, most of the time he would be credited as Edward Harrison. This time that did not occur. So he's not credited for it. Um, rumor has it that he's difficult on set, hard to direct, and he refused to do press for the uh, Incredible Hulk. He was pretty much adamant from the beginning that he did not want to uh, play this role for too long because he didn't want to become typecast. And that's understandable, you know, a lot of actors don't want to get stuck as a character, but as we talked about couple of weeks ago of with uh we can say with Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark we can also say with uh Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine they played this character with a lot of success over many years and many movies and have gone on to do different projects they have not been stymied or placed in a box saying that this is the only type of character that you can play so but I will give it to uh, Edward Norton. This was in 2008. We were at the very beginning of this superhero thing, and really nobody knew, uh, nobody knew how this Marvel project was going to play out. Right now, at this point in 2008, we've got uh, Iron Man and we've got uh, Incredible Hulk, and that's it. We don't have any other movies to go on. So that is a that would be one reason I guess that Edward Norton would make that decision. But going back to the box office numbers, the the, the money part of the thing, it, it was the least profitable Marvel uh, venture. Now it is uh, the rights at that time to produce a movie, and it's I think it's still the same way. The rights to produce a movie with the character of the Incredible Hulk were, uh, Marvel had those rights. But the, the right to distribute a movie with the character, the Incredible Hulk, as far as him being the key character, that's owned by Universal. And uh, Universal has the the right to refuse to release any movie that Marvel puts together. So, a lot of questions were asked about why there hasn't there been another Incredible Hulk standalone movie. 
that kind of has gotten into the way, gotten in the way of uh, Marvel wanting to invest in a, a standalone movie for the Hulk because a it it they they just have not been as uh, profitable in the box office, and b you have this this tug of war with Universal where they can say, well, no, we we won't release it because they own the distribution rights. So what has been happening with Hulk over the course of uh, the other Avengers movies and other MCU characters movies is we see him kind of get dropped in and then we are watching growth uh, for his character in that way instead of in a standalone movie. So a couple of reasons why they have not decided to go on with another standalone Hulk movie. Um, now, Louis Leterrier, I think I'm saying it right, he originally wanted Iron Man, but uh, John Favreau got it. And, as I'm finding myself saying quite often, I think we got the better end of the deal as far as Iron Man is concerned. I like uh, the approach that John Favreau took to Iron Man. And I really... Louis Leterrier, he he didn't at first want Hulk because he thought that he would have to do it in the Ang Lee style. But then, you know, Marvel says, well, no, we're trying to get away from that style. So this is our view of it. We want it to be more of a monster movie. And Leterrier got behind that. And um, I think I think his direction at sometimes in this movie is uh sketchy and i think that might be one of the things that i don't like about the movie and uh, i think that john favreau uh with iron man is, is exactly who should have been doing iron man so um we almost got david duchovny as uh bruce banner and that's david duchovny from the x-files and I like David Duchovny and I honestly think he would have done a decent job as Bruce Banner in Incredible Hulk. Uh, We also almost got in the Incredible Hulk movie Mark Ruffalo as Banner. And it's funny because that is who uh, Leterrier wanted. He wanted Mark Ruffalo. They gave him Edward Norton. And again, Edward Norton, excellent actor, comes with a little baggage. Mark Ruffalo, um, more low-key actor, and obviously uh, no baggage because now he is the Incredible Hulk throughout all of the rest of the movies besides this one. So uh, that's a funny little piece of information. And we had Lou Ferrigno, who played the Hulk in the old TV show. Uh, series if he was the Hulk when he hulked out so he played a security guard in this movie and we got uh they paid homage to Bill Bixby who uh, played David Banner in the TV series he was shown um in a clip of the courtship of Eddie's father on the TV and uh that was just another show he played in back in the day but they did show a clip of him and I thought that was a good nod um, we got our Stan Lee cameo from a point 
where a drop of Bruce Banner's blood burned through a building and actually landed right in uh, the drink of an old man. And uh, that old man died from radiation poisoning later in the movie. That was our Stan Lee cameo. He was the man who drunk the uh, contaminated drink. So that was Stan Lee in this movie. Um, the movie does a good job of rounding out the Banner, Banner character. I think the tone of the movie is uh, far more dramatic. So it seems like it's set apart from the rest of the MCU. Um, and I think that's what it is that 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 uh, dramatic more dramatic tone Hulk was less fun so the dramatic tone it, it was more or less uh, we were experiencing the, 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 the show or the movie from the banner point of view for most of the movie and honestly we all know that that he was not very receptive to having this extra uh, character this extra layer to his his uh, personality, this whole Jekyll and Hyde thing, he, he was not a fan of. And Hulk was not a hero. He was an out-of-control monster until until uh, later on in the, in the movie series is where, where the MCU phases where he was able to get some control over the beast. But this first movie, it was, um, it was all very new to him. He had no control over it and he did not like it and that makes it more dramatic and uh, especially if looking at it from the banner point of view for most of the movie Hulk became more fun in the later MCU offerings so in a sense the movie wasn't horrible Incredible Hulk but it wasn't fun which I've gotten used to in MCU films now we have to also remember that this was released before the MCU found its uh, true identity. Um, a, a, we had the uh, the Stark cameo at the end of the movie, and there's a Stark pun intended difference in these two characters. Uh, Tony is embracing Iron Man, and Banner is loathing Hulk. So. You know, we, we we did see some, again, duality. We've shown that, that we were shown a, a character who was totally happy because he had a choice to be Iron Man. Even though he had the arc reactor in his chest, he didn't have to become Iron Man. He chose to become Iron Man. The Hulk, um, Banner, he, he chose to uh, use himself as a test for an experiment with this super soldier serum and it went wrong so his choice was not to be a big raging monster he was just trying to he was being a scientist and um so him being unhappy about the this uh this uh new person inhabiting his body was uh understandable which is what makes me say, okay, okay, let me stop calling this a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It wasn't consistent with the other movies in the MCU. So by contrast, this movie is bad to me. So 
not bad just different okay <laughs> so uh let's see what i'm looking at my notes see if i'm i've hit everything um we we do know that these movies are still interlinked even though we had the uh the main character change on us so we had Rhodey, who was the one of the uh, uh, bit players, a minor character change in Iron Man, but we had a whole new Hulk. We had Hulk just completely go from being Edward Norton to being Mark Ruffalo in in the, the span of just the next time we saw him. That was that's different, but we still hear that uh, Bruce reference events from this movie in the Avengers we also hear uh, at the beginning of the movie they they reference shield and they reference Nick Fury and then seeing uh, Tony do a cameo at the end it tells us that it's interconnected but it's just not uh, the same vibe as all of the rest of the movies so I don't have a lot more to say about this movie so I guess I can just jump right into my rating of it and uh, on my regular one to five scale I give uh, the Incredible Hulk a 2.5 which if it was this was a 10 point scale would put us squarely in the middle at five um, but the, the things that I that were uncomfortable for me uh, as far as the tone of the movie and as far as uh, some of the acting Liv Tyler was uh, passable but she was not outstanding uh, Tim Roth was passable but not outstanding so you had some good names in the movie but I didn't think that the uh, the acting was up to Edward Norton's level of what he brought to his character which is seeing the angst and the loneliness of uh of uh, Bruce Banner he he did a good job of, of bringing that to life but then the, around him that ensemble was just not up to the task it seems in this movie even though they're they are well-known names in uh, in acting and also some of the issues that I had with the direction of the movie those are the little things that kind of got under my skin that that made that a a, a 2.5 so not a bad movie um, just was not universally understood I think and I think people are getting a different understanding of it now because of what uh, we saw now we see now what phase one of the MCU was we, we wanted uh, they wanted action in, in one they wanted uh, comedy in one they wanted you know so spy movie uh, heist movie they wanted different types of movies in uh, all to culminate into meeting up into in the Avengers, and uh, this was just one of them. They wanted this one to be dramatic, more dramatic in tone, and it did not resonate well with the audiences after I guess after they uh, saw what RDJ did with Iron Man. I think they were kind of expecting more of the same and even now 
when we look back at this movie, you kind of like it. It just it's it sets itself apart in its tone. And what do you think? If you uh, watched this movie again for the watch party, what was your opinion? Where, where would you rate it? What did you like about it? And what didn't you like about it? I would definitely like to know. Email me after the snap at gmail.com and let me know exactly what you feel. And that, ladies and gentlemen, um, will conclude the Incredible Hulk portion of this programming. Moving on, I asked a question on on uh, Facebook in our Snap Survivors group, which, what's wrong with you if you're not in this group yet? Go to Facebook, like the page after the snap, join the group Snap Survivors, and you'll see these little questions that I throw out every now and then. So, um, if this is your first time listening to the show, I'm guessing you're going to get used to me. If this isn't your first time listening to the show, then I know that you know that I enjoy playing with words. I enjoy playing uh, double entendres, as they say. I, 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 I say something that on the surface, it might mean one thing, but when you look at the layers underneath, it means something else. And it's rarely anything offensive. I don't do offensive things like that intentionally. But this question was that I posed to the group rumor has it that Tony Stark has one hope to be saved and he mentioned it in the trailer any ideas and um everybody goes the direct route like the right straight down the middle route when I ask these types of questions so if we remember if we go back to the trailer drift in space with no hope for a rescue now because I've been obsessed about this movie since it's uh, wrapped as far as watching the first Infinity Infinity War movie um, I follow a lot of the the rumors and uh, things like that the speculation I've, I've said before how much I enjoy fan theories and uh, one of the rumors was actually substantiated by a photo that photo was of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and in this picture she was wearing her uh, armor and 
basically rescue. So when he said with no hope of rescue, she is rescue. So he actually said rescue in the trailer and she may be his one hope of uh, being saved. That's if for some reason he has these uh, pieces of armor tied together where they can find one another where the nanotech ha, uh, can locate other pieces of nanotech or in other some other kind of Tony Stark way wouldn't it be something if uh, Pepper is the person who rescues Tony and that's what I was getting at so a lot of people took the direct route and said Pepper Potts and I was trying to like lead them to the rescue, uh, to the rescue part of that. So I'm like, okay, you're half right. You're half right. You're almost there. Pepper Potts, also known as Rescue, when she's got the armor on. Um, though that was my my little joke for the week uh, within my Snap Survivors group. So um, we would love to have you join the group. Anybody can post. It, it doesn't have to come from me. A lot of times I'm the person who is posting these types of uh, questions that can be taken with double meanings or uh, don't take anything that I ask in a question form like that at face value because nine times out of ten, I, I mean, I'm trying to get you to think outside of the little bitty box that we, we think in as far as these movies because right now Marvel's not giving us anything so we might as well just make up stuff. <laughs> so uh one other little thing about uh avengers endgame before i get out of here because it's movie time just about um we talked on the last episode about that saying archive in the corner of the uh endgame of that monitor when ant-man is uh trying to get into the Avengers 4 headquarters and it was widely speculated that that was 1983 as far as a year but now it's being reported by the new rock stars because I like them and that's who I listen to a lot of the times that it possibly said ISO 3 so ISO and the number 3 so regardless I think the key thing is that this is a this is a, a archived footage. This is not footage as it's playing out. It's archived footage, which means it's from some time ago. And it could have been from uh, five days ago. It could have been from five months ago. It could have been from five years ago. We don't know. What we do know, it's not today. And that is the reason for the reaction that we are getting from uh, Black Widow and uh, Steve Rogers when they see that footage. So just another little thing to keep in mind, keep in, back, keep in the back of your mind. Um, I guess since there's nothing else, um, I'm going to ask you one more time to rate and review the show. Subscribe. Share the show with friends. Um, if you like Patreon support at patreon.com slash after the snap you can find us on all the various social medias after the snap on Facebook 
at snap after on twitter after the snap 2018 on instagram and after the snap at gmail.com is where you can directly email me this there's nothing else i guess i will catch you all on the flip